Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott's Got Podcast, and I'm joined by John James Hutchison. John James, how are we? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well. So let's dive right into it, and let's talk about the Lancashire Derby. Hamilton nil, Motherwell won. What were your thoughts on the game? Ah, uh, it was a game, that's so you can probably say about it, and it wasn't the most enthralling. No, it was a very dull game to watch, but it was a vital three points for Motherwell, it was. Both teams could not afford to lose. It was both teams would rather could not lose that game, and I think it showed in the way the game was played. I think both teams looked nervy, but it was a poor goal uh, to concede, or uh, in Hamilton's point of view. So yeah. it was, it was just terrible defending. They should have dealt with it better. But another goal for Louis Moult. eighteenth, eighteenth for the season. Yeah, he's, he's been Mullen. terrific for Motherwell all season, and I've heard a few things uh, from various sources that he's like the Rangers. <laughs> I think Louis Moult's had a very decent season, but me personally, I would not want to see him at Ibrox. Uh, but he's had a great season, uh, regardless. See uh, David Templeton finally made his appearance. Yes, I've seen him. that. David Templeton. And uh, I, he nearly got my goal, so he did. But Templeton, it's uh, good to see him back playing because he's had... He's, if I'm being honest, his whole tenure at Rangers was bad. He, he was... Like, he was had many, many injuries... He's very unfortunate with that, and of course he like he made a good amount of money from Rangers, but he was just struggling with injuries at Rangers. He didn't really make it. It was a failure at Rangers, but it's good to see he's finally back playing because he was out the game for a wee while. Well, because last season Rangers obviously released him, and the majority of this season he's not played much. And then remember, I think he even turned down Edinburgh City, mm. and that's how that's when you know like. Edinburgh City were even thinking that oh we've got a chance with David Templeton of all people Rangers signed David Templeton for half a million pound and he was like one of, he was seen as one of the more promising players in Scottish football one of the young prospects that could potentially go on and do very well but him moving to Rangers in a in a like in a playing aspect is was one of the worst things he could have ever done I'm but, interested to see how it ends up for him because he made a lot of money off Rangers but. It was everybody. He said for Rangers, everyone, everyone, all the Rangers fans were expecting him to be a top signing. We're thinking, okay, this is a coup we've got here. This is a brilliant signing, and it obviously just turned out to be a flop. And then his final season, well, um, he only played once last season for Rangers. I'm sure it was once or twice, and that was at the very start. And then he didn't feature at all. And then, but the season before that, the first season, the championship, he was he was really bad. He was terrible for Rangers. And he didn't even have one. He did not even have one good game uh, in that championship season, and it was just really bad. But it's good to see he's finally back in the game. and He's playing with Hamilton, and, and hopefully he kicks on. Uh, other than that, I don't really see what Hamilton. Not much talking points for Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton, because oh, while while we're talking right now, the the bottom six are playing. Yeah. So right now I think it's one each one. Uh, Hamilton Ross County and one each in Motherwell Kilmarnock. Uh, I don't know the exact details, but I believe if Hamilton take any, or if Hamilton win the game, then Inverness are down. Like they're down completely confirmed. Can't get out of it. Yeah, it goes outside. But so, I think we'll, we'll touch on that later on. Yeah, but it's not looking good for Hamilton. It's not like I said last week. I made the bold prediction. I was back in the Aki's for a three 0 victory, a three 0 romp. Over Motherwell and then it was just a horrible game to watch, and it was what what more do you expect? Though two teams are very poor, the and they were of course they were very nervy throughout the game. They don't want to concede, and then Motherwell were very lucky. The difference goal. between the two sides is Motherwell have a player like Louis Moult. Meanwhile, 
Hamilton don't Hamilton don't have a player that can just produce a goal from absolutely anywhere. Well, obviously, you could, you could argue Ali Crawford, but he's only scored nine goals. And he had a chance in the game right at the start, and then he just skied it way over the bar. That's the difference between Malone and Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton, Hamilton, Ali Crawford got that snapshot and puts it over. Moat gets half a chance and puts it in with his shoulder. So, yeah, it's the difference between what the two clubs have got on offer right now. But Malone got a big crowd. Malone had a, lot, a decent travelling support, so they would obviously felt like they would have to deliver for the fans. And I think that's Malone pretty much. I think that's three, them three points ahead now. They've got Inverness this weekend, so you're expecting Mullwell to beat Inverness. I and if I'm being honest, I think... I've, I've been writing Mullwell off for weeks and weeks, but I think this is... I, mean, I, think they're, I think they're safe now. I think they're safe now. I think the bottom two are going to stay where they are right now. It's whether Inverness can catch Hamilton and put them down automatically, but I think and, it will be Inverness and Hamilton that are in the bottom two. And as we're speaking as well, the, the playoffs are going on just now. Yeah. And last we checked... Dundee United winning 1-0. Winning 1-0. So, do you think Aki's could beat Dundee United? I think any of the finalists out of Dundee United or Falkirk could beat. And I, I back Falkirk, I'm backing Falkirk, yeah, it's, of course it's Dundee United are winning 1-0, but it's a first leg, a lot can change, I'm predicting Falkirk to be in the playoff final against Aki's. I wouldn't have backed Dundee United normally, but I backed Dundee United now because I think they've got the first goal and I think they'll kick on from that, but I think any of those two teams are good enough to beat whoever finishes second bottom in the Premier League. Yeah, it was a massive win for Motherwell though. Unbelievable win for them because right at this stage of the season, with the bottom six, it's not all about how well you play. Yeah. It's all about getting the points. Kamarnock beat Inverness two one at the weekend. John James, what did you make of the game? I think if you're an Inverness fan, you've got to be frustrated. You've just got to be frustrated with the the manner in which they gave away that opening goal. I mean, the opening goal is going to be obviously crucial when you're in a relegation battle, and the way they just gifted it just gifted the goal to Kelly was not what you want to see I think it was Essen again in goals making another yep, blunder it was. Yep. making another blunder couldn't hold the ball defence couldn't clear it and then Kelly finish it and so tomorrow that's them um, officially safe how come Lee McCulloch's not been off the job yet how um, I think, I think do you think they're holding off till I mean, the end of the season yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he gets offered Maybe this week because that's them officially safe. I think they were holding out until Dundee, Kilmarnock were officially safe and they couldn't do anything else. I don't think they can probably, yeah. probably just holding out until he sees through what obviously he's been appointed to do. He will get appointed, and if he doesn't get appointed, that'll just be ridiculous. Uh, that'll be a ridiculous decision from the Kilmarnock board. But I'm sure they will appoint him because right. he's done a terrific job so far. Uh-huh. Kept him up, and a lot of people are doubting Kelly that when. Lee Clark left like, oh, this could be it for Kamarnock, but I always said, Kelly, they're not a great side, far from it, but they've got enough got a few to at least stay in the Premiership. players, Jordan, Jordan Jones is a decent player. Yeah, he's really How come on that game over the last few weeks. That second goal he scored was a very tidy goal. Uh, but that, and that's for Kelly, that's them secured their 25th season consecutively in the top flight. In comparison to Inverness, who look like they're about to lose. They're top flight stage. I mean, they're down. They're, they're 100% down. Right? And Richie Foran, uh, he needs to go. Um, he was given the job far too early. Um, he's failed to get the best out some of the, some of uh, Inverness's better players. They've won five games all season. It's not good enough. It's, not it's good. really not good enough. Because right? Inverness have not got a spectacular squad, but they've at least got enough to stay in the Premiership. And Richie Foran, 
he's, he's not like putting any of the blame on himself. He's refusing to take the blame. And Richie Foran is, he, I'm going to, in, in my opinion, he, he needs to take the majority of the blame. Right, the bus, the bus stops with the manager. He need, he needs to take the majority of the blame for Inverness's dismal season and the relegation. And Inverness, I don't think they're that daft to keep him on for next season. Uh, I, I, I don't know. As I've said, I don't know if they're going to get rid of him. I think they might actually keep him if they go down. Why? I don't get it. I don't understand why we keep him. I, I think that they, I think the Inverness board will kind of understand that they threw him in at the deep end. And he deserves maybe the chance to keep to bring them back up. Give them another season in a lesser league. But the Inverness board, they need to look, have a look at themselves. Yeah. Right, they sh- should have realised earlier on in the season that Foreign is not the guy to take them forward. And they should have sacked him and got a more experienced manager in. And they probably would have stayed up because they have decent players. Mm-hmm. And Foreign has not got the best out of them. So the Inverness board need to have a look at themselves. And Richie Foreign needs to have a good hard look at himself as well because he has failed miserably this season. And... He should not be Dunvernest manager next season in the championship. And they're it, all but down. It really is a bizarre turn from where Inverness were a couple of seasons ago. They were Scottish Cup winners, what, two two years ago? Yep. And now they're sitting at the foot of the table looking like they're, down. Yeah, they're, they're, down. they're about to bring championship football back to the Highlands. And it's it's miserable. I feel sorry for our, well, it's miserable to be an Inverness fan. I do feel sorry for the fans. But it's it's not looking good and can they come up first time round next season? It'll, it'll be tough. It'll be tough, obviously, because the changes will need to be made. But And the, the Andy will be losing some of their mm. better players. So it's not looking good. It's not looking good for Inverness just now. Neil McCann still remains undefeated yeah. as Dundee manager. Uh, Dundee drew one each with Ross County at the weekend. Uh, what was your thoughts on the game, John James? I mean, for one of the first first times in Neil McCann's short reign, Dundee actually didn't look good in a half of football. And that was in the first half, obviously, when uh, they seemed to start very slowly and County just... In the second half, it was all done. Yeah, when you, have, when you have a player like Liam Boyce and you get... You have cre- His 22nd goal yeah, this season. Create any opportunity and he's going to finish it. And I think Dundee gave him the, the chance and he's buried it. And obviously Dundee had to have a strong second half, and then they brought they brought the goods in the second half, and they could have won the game. Liam Boyce, well, I think we we can both agree on this. I'll be very surprised if he is going to be at Ross County next season. Yeah, the two the two strikers I'd be surprised if they're at the club next season is obviously Louis Moult and Liam Boyce. I think they probably will move on. Yeah. But the question is obviously where they're going to go. Yeah, in the first half, Dundee, they weren't all that great. But the second half, they really kicked on. They created a number of chances, but they failed to take them. But I felt as though they could have easily have took all three points. So I was impressed with Dundee in the second half. I really was. And it was quite a frantic game. It was a blatant penalty as well. 100%. It was a frantic game. I mean, the second half was played at a much higher pace. And it just really brought out both sets of sides can play football. And I think Dundee showcased in the first, uh, second half that they could play better the board play better than what they were. And in the first half, County demonstrated they can play football as well. And there was interesting points raised as well. Should County be aiming higher? Should they be looking? Should they be disappointed they didn't make the top six? Obviously, Dundee know that they've had a disappointing season. But County, should they be higher than what they are? They're all but safe now. But Yes, but I think, of course, had a good season. Last season won the Cup. But this season, though, I think, if I'm being honest... Ross County's whole their expectation is to at least stay in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I had a good season last season, but see if they were like fighting relegation. Like I mean, like of course we're doing that the majority of this season. Mm-hmm. But 
like just say they were fine to avoid the playoffs and they were in that right that would mean okay that is not good enough for Ross County but this season though it's just I think the expectation is all for Ross County just to stay in the league I think that's what, makes, really. what makes it more awkward is the fact that Partick Thistle are in the top six and they've got a similar squad to what uh, Ross County have and Ross County maybe might be looking at Partick Thistle and thought that could have been us this season we could have been sitting up there playing with, the, uh, with no fear of relegation pushing on for maybe even a higher place in the league they're not two points behind they're only two points behind them yeah that's all it is for Ross County just survival in the league and then of course at the start of the season the aim is top six and then as the season goes on it's all about just okay we're just staying in the premiership top six six opportunities are obviously going to get limited when Hibs come back yes of course so it's going to get even harder to get in the top six because you're going to have like you're going to have like five clubs now that are going to be aiming for the top six and that basically means that six spot is just going to be an absolute lottery, and you've got Saint Johnson in there as well. Yeah, Saint Johnson obviously they'll find it difficult when it, when Hibs come back, but I think the t- teams like Ross County and Partick and the bare minimum for Ross County yeah. is survival. That's yeah. it. If they survive, that's it. That's fine. Yeah. But they can't go down a Vanessa route. If they ever go down that route, that's when it's very troubling. And if yeah. Ross County get relegated, oh, that'll be I'll be a big struggle for them to come straight yeah. back up. Because I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any danger of Ross County going down. I think they're a well. No, they're fine. They're oh. a well-run team. Yeah, they're fine just now, but like maybe next season. Yeah. Like I think they'll be fine as well. But if they were to get relegated next season, if, that'll be disastrous for them. If they lose Boyce, then which next, is very likely. Next I think. season could be a bit of a troubling season, but at the same time, those clubs are always losing top. Like those type of clubs are always losing top talent, and they seem to replace them well, but. So, so Jim McIntyre, what do you make his whole tenure so far at Ross County? I think he's done a pretty good job. Because uh, remember when he took over from Derek Adams, all the fans were saying, oh, yeah. that's it, we're going down, we're, we're doomed. And he's he's proved all those doubters wrong, and he's done a pretty good job, won a cup, and he's kept them in the league. Yep. And that's he's done he's done well, he has. And Because but, but Jim McIntyre was at Dunfermline before, I'm sure. Mm, I think he was, and he, yeah. went, he went down with them. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, he went down with them. Or he got sacked midway through the season, then Jeffries yeah. took over. But yeah, he had a disastrous run at Dunfermline. Then a few eyebrows were raised when he got the, the job at Ross County. Yeah. And he's done well, he has. So, uh, Dundee, Neil McCann. Okay. Um, I said it last week and I'll say it again. I'm interested to see what he can do next season. Yeah, I think. If, um, if he's appointed, obviously. I think next season will be interesting at all. And he will get off the job. It's, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Neil McCann will get him oh, the he's, job. He's got Dundee all but safe now. Yeah, of course. Like, why would they get rid of him? They'll be, mm. be daft to. So, see, a lot, there was a lot of eyebrows raised as well when Neil McCann got the job. Yeah. Like, nobody expected it. And, um, of course, I like Neil McCann personally. Um, I'm going to miss him this guy, but it's good <laughs> to see he's uh, doing well with Dundee. Well, and I, I hope, I he, <laughs> I hope he really kicks on with Dundee next season. Yeah. St Johnston. Uh, confirmed European football for next season yep. by beating Partick Thistle 1-0 John James when you make it a game it wasn't a very exciting game was it? I've, I haven't criticised Partick Thistle a lot and I, don't, I think I'm going to find it difficult to oh, Also sorry to cut you off by the way I got my prediction right said St Johnson will beat Partick Thistle <laughs> and I was right said it'll be 1-0 but yeah continue uh, I'm not often criticised Partick Thistle but the, the St Johnson game they seemed to be out for seemed like St Johnson didn't particularly play them off the park but they just seemed to want it more I thought there would have been more of a reaction yeah. from uh, the Partick Thistle team but for me you know, it's been a good season for Thistle and it's it's coming to the tail end and oh, oh, they got the secure top 6 so it's ultimately St. Johnson were playing for European football meanwhile Partick Thistle are like 
Wait, they're they in the top six. They're so. in the top six. They can. I think they can still catch Hearts. Don't, I don't think they can. Can they? I don't think they can. Uh, well, there's two games left, so can they? I think they can. I um, believe they can anyway. But and they've got Celtic and Aberdeen. And Celtic so, and Aberdeen. So it's yeah, kind of unlikely that they very won. unlikely. But they've reached. They've achieved and furthered their goal for the season. And St. Johnson were playing for a place in the European football again, and they've done it. But the game was not a spectacle. So Tommy Knight. What I mean, say it every week. We, me, honestly, what a job this guy's done. We it's, praise him all the time. Tommy Knight, how's he not been linked with bigger clubs? It's an, it was an interesting debate they were having on sports team when they were talking about people. They're linking uh, uh, Alan Archibald with Swindon. With Swindon, Alan Archibald stayed put at Thistle. But yet, Tommy Wright hasn't been linked with anyone down in England. And it's like people, uh, I think was it uh, Michael Stewart was saying football snobbery. People don't particularly look as if Tom, like Tommy Wright's not. He doesn't Just look, because he's at a wee club like he doesn't Johnson. Play, he, yeah. does, he doesn't play attractive football. It's not sugarcoated. He does not play the most attractive football. But he, he gets, gets results. results. That's that's what football yeah. is about, getting results. And I think that's where what Michael Short means when it comes to this, the snobbery that because St. Johnson aren't playing the most attractive football that they're not. he's not seen as good enough. But for what he's done with St. Johnson and the budget he's, com- he's on competing with everyone else, he's, sort of secured, well, he's got... Other than Celtic, the most consistent run of top six finishes, uh, and won a Scottish Cup. Won a Scottish Cup. Took them back into European football, and this is all carrying on from like, Steve Lomas. Steve Lomas, who wasn't the wasn't the greatest job he done. But Steve Lomas built the foundations at right. St Johnston for this success that Tommy Knight's now having, and full credit to Tommy Knight. He's managed to carry it on, yep. and oh, I'm a big fan of Tommy Knight and. A big job will come along from soon. He, he, said, he said that this fourth place finish was the most satisfying that he's had, and with with obviously Rangers being back in the league, uh, with Celtic being as dominant, dominant as yeah. they are, Aberdeen done uh, performed brilliantly again. Hearts as well finishing ahead of Hearts. I'd probably agree. This probably is the most satisfying top four finish he's got because the teams he's competing with all bigger budgets. And he's still getting results. He's going to lose Danny Swanson next year as well. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be another interesting conundrum he's going to have to solve of who's going to bring in. He's done well when it comes to losing. He has. He lost Michael Halloran and then Danny Swanson. Danny Swanson becomes their, their, new, their new man. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with the players they have or who they bring in in the summer. But The only big job that Tommy Knight was actually linked, linked with was the Rangers job. I like Tommy Knight back. Wouldn't want to see him at Rangers. That's right. that's some of that football snobbery coming in because no, it's not. I just like I wouldn't. I felt as though we could have got like a like a better like manager than Tommy. Knight. Tommy is good manager. Don't get me wrong, but I thought I felt as though we could have got a more like a manager that's been elsewhere in yeah. England, etc. Like the player, like you see when you compare the managers that we were linked with to Tommy Wright, like guys like Frank De Boer, and even Derek McInnes as well, right? When the the managers that we were linked with. We were saying, okay, we could get a better manager than Tommy Wright. No disrespect, Tommy Wright, good manager, but we can get better managers than him. But a, good, a big job will come along for Tommy Wright, and it'll be thoroughly deserved because he deserves it. And he's, what I just cannot get over how well he's done because there was a lot of like a lot of St. Johnson fans when they appointed Tommy Wright, like, why, why are we doing? They were supporting the assistant, and he's done terrifically well. Jumping over the other dugout, I think the only concern that Alan Archibald has is that. They achieved the top six, which was brilliant. Everyone, everyone was congratulating party, but the season's just kind of petering out. They got the they got the they got the draw at Tynecastle. Uh, they've obviously lost 
in the last minute against Rangers. They, they were the only team not to take points off Rangers, right? And I'm thinking, that's criminal. How can you not take points off this Rangers team? They, they, they obviously, they've lost late against Rangers. They've lost here at St. Johnson. They've got two tough games coming up next. They, the main aim is they don't want to finish with less points than Ross County do. Cause, right, do you remember back in December, right? I think it was the December, November time. They were sitting bottom of the league. They were sitting bottom of the league. Thistle fans wanted Archibald out, and a lot of pundits were saying Alan Archibald's time is up, and he's just he's stuck at it, plugged away, and they finished in the top it's, six. It is, obviously, I'm saying the danger is the season's petering out, but it is tough for Thistle. But, it's, but they really have nothing to play for, they've got the top six, so. At the same time, though, if they want to aim, like they're, all, they're, they're talking about they want to aim to stay in this sort of position, next season they have to see who they can keep if they're going to lose any players, who they can bring in is going to add to this team. Now, Keogh's been a good signing for them. He then has, obviously they're going to lose him. Yeah, of course, he's so only on loan, but he has been a good signing. He's been a great addition yep. to the Thistle team. It's the, they're, they're, summer's a big job for them, because obviously teams are going to be suckling them and looking at their players that have done well for them this season, like Edwards, Barton, Cherney, all Dolan, maybe, maybe possibly even Dolan. Chris Dolan's had a good season. So all, if all he these, came from the juniors as well. Exactly. Right? If, if, all these, if all these players... If clubs are interested, then what happens if they if they leave part? It might have a big. They have a big summer. They'll see if they can keep players and whom they can possibly bring in that will add to the already decent side. But it's the position they'd rather be in rather than being in the bottom six. Of course, of course, and it's good news for Thistle fans this time round. They've been they've been not been seeing this back in November, December time. But Alan Archibald not back spending. Yeah. That's uh, good news for them. I can. What do you think? That was uh, the right move. Did he make the right I, decision? I, think, I think it was the right move. I don't. I don't think Swindon are that. Um, obviously, it's English football, but I don't think they're that much of an attractive job. No, because for example, just just say he goes down there, it doesn't go well. Just say yeah. he gets sacked in the first three or four months. Yeah. Then it could be. He could be out well, again for a long time. McInnes, like Derek McInnes, done a similar thing when he left St. Johnston. He went to Bristol City. Bristol City were very much a club on on the down. And he couldn't. He couldn't do much in his was, time there. Yeah, the Bristol City were not in a good way, and obviously it didn't work out. And then he McInnes got, he came got, back up here. He's proved himself again, and he's had, he's done a great time. Uh, McInnes doing a great. McInnes got building. Kind of got lucky though with the club that were willing to take him because obviously St Johnson, he was then went down to Bristol, not done particularly well. He came back up, and Aberdeen happened to need a manager at the time. Aberdeen weren't at the highest level that they're, well, they're at now, but. Alan, Alan Archibald might not get as lucky if he'd have went to Swindon didn't do well and then came back up because look at Alan Stubbs as well right yeah. he when Rotherham came, Rotherham, I think yep. came in for Alan Stubbs I didn't understand that one Hibs had a bigger club he, he literally just won the cup yeah. right with Hibs then when he gets a first opportunity to go down to England he jumps at that and then he gets sacked within like two or three months and look at Alan Stubbs now he's on Sky Sports speaking gibberish I think <laughs> I think Scottish managers are starting to see that England might not always be the grass is green on the other side. Well, I think Matt Warburton will probably disagree. <laughs> I cannot believe they managed to stay up. But yeah, that's uh, it's not an English football podcast, Scottish no. football podcast. Yes, but um, part of that's a great season. And yeah, and Alan, Alan Archibald, it's good news for Thistle fans that you So Rangers beat Hearts 2-1 at the weekend. And John James, what did you make of the game? I was there. But uh, what did, what's your thoughts first of all? Uh, well, obviously I couldn't watch the game live, but I seen I watched it back and I seen that uh, Rangers dominated. Rangers looked looked as good as they've looked all season in the first half. Yes, in the first half we were 
quite impressive. Mm. Uh, we played quite well. Hearts were strong with us. Hearts they were. Just, were they, were, they were already in a. You're already a side that's like bereft of confidence. You're going to Ibrox. Fair enough, Rangers haven't been on the most hottest run of form. But it still is, regardless of how poor we are, yeah. it is an intimidating place to go to. But the same, I just, I don't understand why they were playing, they were playing players out of position, and that showed for the the first goal when I can't remember. It was a fantastic, it was a fantastic ball in from Kenny Miller. Then I just Joe Garner headed I, I, it in well. I can't remember the the name of the Hearts player playing right back, but he was not a right back. He had Boavin playing centre back, not a centre back. Goal comes from the ball comes in. Boabin has no clue where Garner is. The the right back hasn't came in, and he just nods in. And then you've seen it when Boabin gets sent off. Right back hasn't came over. It, yeah, it was a red card. It was Boabin was yeah. denying when that's a goal scoring opportunity. So yeah. when I seen it, the first instinct was that's a red card. If, and most of the heart, I didn't see. In fact, I didn't see any Hearts players protesting that red card. The the right back again. It's it's Boabin and the right back. The right back. If he comes in and he slots in, just just beside Boabin. It's not a red card because he's covering, so then he you could argue oh, he's he can make the challenge to stop it, but he's not made the run. Instead, he's looked over his shoulder to see if there's another player coming beside him. There's not. Boabin, I'm not, I'm not going to criticise him for the tackle because he had to do it. He had to do it. He's brought him down. He's got sent off. He's he's more than well. Also, we don't know that. I've questioned Josh Windass before. So we Josh Windass, my thoughts. Are oh, you talking about diving? No, no, no just him. We, we, we don't talk. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was a diver. I was like, come no, on, John James. I've, I've questioned his ability before, so we don't know if he went through and he'd have put it in. Oh, Josh Windass, my thoughts on Josh Windass is I think he's a terrible footballer. We signed him from Arkansas Stanley. He's not Rangers class, and. I was I was scunnered his, that his he was dad, his dad was a good footballer though. Yeah, I was I knew you would say that. I was scunnered at the weekend the like over the fact that he managed to last on the pitch for as long as he did. He was, in my opinion, the worst player in the park for us. He was terrible. Josh Windass, I hope he goes in the summer. He's not good enough for Rangers. At the start of the season, I was thinking, oh this guy could be a player for uh, for us and he was showing flashes of uh, quality. Then obviously he just turned out to be a flop. He's been poor, and he's just not got what it takes, and he's not what we're looking for. And and Josh Windass isn't a player that we need mm. in the team. So, but in in the second half, second half, yes, Hearts, moving on to the second half, Hearts, Hearts changed up. Yes, Hearts. Hearts were. I wouldn't say they were great, but in the second half they were the better team than us in the second half. But yeah. the thing I couldn't understand, right, was Hearts were the team that had 10 men, mm-hmm. we had 11, we were holding on for the 2-1, and which I could not understand why, we were holding on, we were holding on for the 2-1, we were standing off hearts, we were sitting off them, I'm thinking, right, they've got 10 men, why are we not pushing forward trying to get more goals, and I feel as though we let hearts grow into the game, and we, that's why I felt as though, and we were, I felt as though we were under a lot of pressure. They were close. The hearts, hearts did not look at the side with ten men. I know that's the thing I, I could not understand. And but that heart side, though, let's be honest, I feel as though that heart side lacks leadership. Yeah. There's no characters on the park, and yeah, the second half they were better, right? I, I but the first half though they were they were shocking. They were, and their goal, granted, it was a good counter-attacking move. And like, but then again, though, it just shows you the, the lack of character of the team. Two or three minutes later, we go up and get a goal, and then that was it. I see. I don't. I'm not gonna blame the team for that. I think that's more goalkeeping errors. I don't understand what. I don't understand what the goalkeeping coach and staff are doing at Hearts, but I don't understand how he's not caught caught the cross the first time. 
I don't understand he's not caught it the second time and then it's ultimately fell to Barry Mackay and it's went in and I wouldn't I, I'm not blaming the overall character of the side I think I'm going for, it's another keeper's error but then again though see when we took the lead the second time round and made it 2-1 the Hearts players just went oh here we go again and no. they didn't actually go on and try to push forward and, right, of course like, like really push forward and really cause a lot of problems they didn't They didn't no, actually think, do that I think that's that's, that's still unfair in the Hearts team because you've seen it throughout the season we've seen it in the, the Motherwell and Vernes game when Mother will get the, the goal that wasn't in and then that's, that kills Inverness because they've worked so hard to get back into the game and then that happens and they're just like oh here we go again but Hearts were obviously down to 10 men as it is and Rangers take the lead again and they're just kind of like oh that was we just worked hard to get back into the game and then we conceded straight away for no fault of most of the players apart from the keeper and but it just shows you lack of character after that though not to like try and push forward and cause was, problems it was always difficult with 10 men and I think when you when you work hard to get back into the game and then that happens instantly the players are just like but I do need to give Cassini a bit of criticism though like as I was just saying why did we stand off hearts why did why did we not push forward and try and get another goal because they've got 10 men Right, mm. I, I could not understand why Cassini just said okay let's sit off them let's hold on for this 2-1 I couldn't understand that, but Clint Hill, as we know, he, he will be leaving at the end of the season. He's a, He had a fantastic game, so he did, and he was playing alongside Young Bates, and Young Bates had a good game, he did, I was impressed with him, and Bates looked more comfortable playing alongside Clint Hill than he did with Danny Wilson, and what's your thoughts on Clint Hill? Do you think he'll get another club next season? He'll, I think he'll get a club. He'll, he'll get a club probably in England, probably lower leagues of England. But you take Aberdeen? <laughs> I'll do a swap deal. You can have Ash Taylor. We'll take Clint Hill. But uh, I think he'll get he'll get a contract with someone in, in England. I don't think he'll stay in Scotland. I think he's going back down to England. But I just don't understand why Rangers will let him go when he's arguably been one of the better players this season. And if you Rangers are like the Bruno Alves, he's an experienced defender. Clint Hill is also an experienced defender. But then again, no Bruno Alves, right? He's playing in Saturday, right? Is a decent standard, like, so it's, it's got a decent standard, right? Of course, it's diminished over the years, but he's playing this area, he's, he's getting first team football there. He played in the Euro 2016 final and he played well throughout the tournament. So, I would be happy with Bruno Alves coming in, I will be, um, but it's, it is a shame to see Clint Hill go, it is, and he is a fantastic pro. He knows he's going to go right into the season, and he was he, he knows that, and he was terrific in Saturday against Hearts. And well, I'll be, I'll wish him all the best, and it'll be interesting to see where he ends up next season. So moving on to Celtic and Aberdeen, or should I say Aberdeen versus Celtic, because Aberdeen were the home side. Um, Aberdeen got beat three one at Petodre, yep. and they were three 0 down in the first ten minutes. John James, John James, give me your thoughts. Right, getting the notepad out, gonna check some stuff off here. Here we go. Right, I, this is it's a very odd game. It's, it's going to sound very similar to when we got beat 3 0 off the Rangers. It was a freak 10 minutes for Aberdeen. It's, it's it was. No, I mean, it was a freak 10 minutes, sorry. Like, in the f- where they conceded, in the first, they conceded the first goal, then the second came in, then the third, and you're like, what's happening here? I think, uh, I've said it a couple of times, it's been freak, freak uh, goals that are going in. Three freak goals against Celtic in quick concession, three freak, uh, freak goals against Rangers in quick, con- quick concession, two freak goals against uh, St. Johnson in quick concession <laughs> we need to sort that like, we're going to be playing obviously we've done well we scored straight after Johnny Hayes with a sublime goal 
but two of the Celtic goals are preventable. I think the I'll, I'll give them the corner. The corner Ashdale's lost his man, but yeah, it's put it in. It's one 0 It's a fair. Yeah, Ashdale is poor. <laughs> it's a fair. It's a fair goal, but the other two goals are so preventable. I think. I, I think agree. Yes. The second goal comes from the the I can't remember who it was that had the pop at goal, but uh, Shea Logan stops the ball. He puts it goes back out. I don't know whether Joe Lewis has made a shout saying uh, that he needs to clear it, or I don't know if he shouted to leave it. But he's not left it. He's just played it, and it's fell straight to Stuart Armstrong. Puts it in 2-0. It's preventable. Leave it for the keeper, or if you're going to kick it, put it above the stand. Don't care where it goes. Put it above the stand, and then it's 2-0. Straight after that, defenders don't know who's taking the ball off of Lee Griffiths. Lee Griffiths hits a shot, and then Joe Lewis palms it in his own net. And I think, and then we're all sitting here like we need to play them. We need to play Celtic again. Because I remember you were saying, yeah. you, were, you said to me, you're like, oh God, I've got a ticket for the final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aberdeen fans are sitting there like, this could easily be five, six, seven. So, see, right after that though, Aberdeen really galvanised, the team galvanised yeah. and they're like, okay, let's push forward now. And they, if I'm being honest, for the remainder of the game, Aberdeen were the better team and Aberdeen created a host of chances how did they? How were they not able to at least score two goals? I think consider like consider they created a, a number of chances we, and and they should have a penalty. We created at least another three opportunities in the first half alone, which Nyman has has to take a quick snapshot and Gordon saves it. Stockley's put another header wide, which he should have at least put on target. He's a target man, right? And that is not good enough from um, from his point of view. He's a big target man. He should be just knocking them in. But, he said, uh, "Like it's not good enough." I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the next, the next half. Any Celtic fan who's going to try and defend Craig Gordon, no, <laughs> that is a penalty. There is no chance that he's slightly played the ball. I don't care if you, how you're trying to defend it. Graham Shinney gets to the ball first, knocks the ball, and Craig Gordon again gets away with wiping out a player. How many more times he's wiped them out in the box? Even the Celtic players. There's not one single Celtic player that runs over to the ref and like, oh no, you see all Aberdeen ha- players all start putting their hands up. Shinny actually goes up into the face of the referee because he's the one that's just been scalped. It's a penalty. If we score the penalty, it's three two and half an hour to play. Totally different game. I'm not gonna say it was a, it wasn't the referee that caused us to lose the game. It was ourselves. We played very poorly in the first ten minutes. But what if what if we get the penalty? What if? Changes the game. It's another. It's it's situations. It's it's well. It is what it is. We've lost the game, but I can't help but feel the penalty could have at least galvanised the team again because we've got another goal, possibly another goal. But the game died when Adam Rooney was brought was brought on. I think as much as I like Adam Rooney, Jaden Stockley, as much as you can criticise his finishing ability, he disrupted the Celtic defence. I mean. Do you think that's an area that I would need need to be looking at in the summer? Maybe like in the final four, maybe getting a striker in. Like, because I've got Rooney, target man, yep. and they've got Stockley, well, target man. I would disagree with calling Rooney a target man, because I think when we, when we brought Stockley... Would you say he's more so a poacher? Yeah, he's a poacher. When, he doesn't work against Celtic. Adam Rooney, he scored his goals against But Celtic. he can play that target yeah. man role, though. Stockley disrupted the Celtic defence. As much as he had his opportunity, they missed it. The two Celtic centre-backs were struggling to, uh, to get to grips with Stockley. As soon as we brought Stockley off and brought Rooney on, the game died. We, we, had no, we couldn't just play it into the box and hope that he... Does something, Rooney comes. He comes short and wants the ball on the feet, and that's not what you need at the end. Celtic, Celtic, we're just going to close that. But other than that, I, f- 
after the game, Derek McInnes praised the, the performance. Like, you yeah. see, right after you conceded those three goals, he praised your performance. We could have easily You could have easily have got a, at least a point out of that game. Celtic knew they were in a game. After the first 10 minutes in Aberdeen rallied, Celtic knew they were in a game. And I think that's the f- support. Right after the third goal went in for Celtic, and they're like, I think the Celtic players are thinking, oh, thinking, okay, this is going to be uh, it's going to be easy, it's going to be a course for us. And then Aberdeen players are like, no, this isn't on. And then obviously went and got the goal, Johnny Hayes, great finish. But, but they just struggled to get fan, that other goal. The fans were galvanised by the fact that we had a real goal at Celtic and we, we arguably pinned Celtic back for the most of a half. That's what we needed in the, Scot- the Scottish Cup final. The Scottish Cup final is obviously the big one. Aberdeen fans were like, we've lost the League One, we've lost every time we've played them in the League. The Scottish Cup's where we can get our redemption. And I think that's where the focus has now shifted. We need the perfect performance. We've now had... We went the second half. We put... That's the way we need to play. We need to play from after the like the 11th minute. That's how we need to play against Celtic. And McInnes knows that. The players need to know that. But obviously Celtic were missing Scott Brown. Scott Brown plays in that team. He's going to shield the defence. That's another issue we have to overcome. But on the basis of that performance, I'm looking forward to the final. After the first 11 minutes. If we don't concede three goals in 11 minutes... It'll be game on in the Scottish Cup. First goal is important. And I think Celtic just... Celtic, after getting the three goals, it was going to take a miracle for us to either score another three or get four. But, obviously, the penalty changes the game. And I'm clinging to that. So, as it stands right now, Motherwell are beating... Um, Kilmarnock. 2-1 right now. They're beating them 2-1 right now. And another game just Ross, now. Ross County, Ross County, County Hamilton won. and Hamilton. Ross County yeah. and Hamilton won each just now. So how do you see them going just now? Uh, I, I, think, see I don't think there's much to play for for Kelly. They're safe. Yeah. Mother will probably see out the two one. And Hamilton playoffs. Uh, Hamilton playoffs. Yeah. So if Motherwell win, that's it. I'm gonna rest down. Yep. No, it's uh, I think if Hamilton win. Oh, if it's Hamilton win, sorry, yeah, and yeah. rest down. But uh, so Hamilton obviously need to score again to send them down, but. Don't know if they'll get it. Dingwall's a tough place, Ross County. Might even see Ross County nicking it, but... Yeah, no, of course, Motherwell getting that result at the weekend, that's like, that galvanised them, and they're, they're winning 2-1 right now, yeah. and they've got Inverness at the weekend, so... <laughs> Motherwell, all but safe, and let's move on to tomorrow night's fixtures uh, in the t- top six. The, on, no, the only bottom six fixture tomorrow night is, is uh, Dundee against Inverness. In- Dundee and Vanessa. Oh, and let's talk about uh, the playoffs are happening right now. This is like soccer, <laughs> soccer Tuesday here. Do you like soccer Tuesday? Um, Dundee United are playing Falkirk right now, and it's two each. Two each, yep. Two each, and I'm tipping Falkirk to actually beat Dundee United. Well, maybe I can see this game ending in a draw, but I'm backing Falkirk to beat Dundee United in the second leg at home, and Falkirk will be in the playoff final against Hamilton. I'm still back in Dundee United. I still think Dundee United are going to beat Falkirk and get into that final. So, tomorrow's fixtures, John James. Oh, it's 2-1. Oh, no, I thought it was a goal there. <laughs> no, it's still 2-1. Two, it's still 2-1, Mother against Kilmarnock. Um, so, the only bottom six fixture tomorrow is Dundee and Inverness. And uh, that ends. Dundee and Inverness. I'm back in a... I'm going to say... I'm going to back Dundee. I'm going to say it'll be a 2-0 Dundee win. I think Dundee will probably win that as well. Uh, I'll go for 1-0. Uh, so then, St. Johnson Hearts. St. Johnson Hearts. I am going to go with a 2-1 St. Johnson win and the dismal Hearts run under Ian Cathro will continue. I'm going to say it's going to end in a draw. I think it's going to be St. Johnson 1, Hearts 1. 
And then Rangers versus Aberdeen, John James. Could this be the third time Rangers beat Aberdeen this season? Aberdeen have not won at Ibrox since 1991. And I'm sure Aberdeen fans and the players and McInnes will want to end that run. Well, it's obviously been getting spicy in the media lately uh, with Kahina's comments and obviously McInnes' comments. But I, I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see the game being much of a spectacle. I think it will be... Tough tackling, might even have a wee red card, we're not known as it tends to be a red card at Ibrox, so I think I'll go for a Rangers 1, I would even 1. I am going with a Rangers 1, and I'm going with Rangers 2, Aberdeen 1. I don't, I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see there being much to play for in that game, I think. Of course Rangers want to keep that record against you as Ibrox going. But I, I think... So I still think there's if a lot to play for. The Rangers still have, in, in my mind, and the Rangers players' minds, and the seniors, we still have something to play for. That record against you, we want to keep that intact. If a team wins, it will be edging it. I don't see there being another 3 0 game. That's, that's what I don't see. But yeah, I don't know. Guess. Nobody predicted that 3 0 win at Pataudry. Maybe <laughs> I would move back up and get a 5 0 win <laughs> and watch the meltdown after that result if that came in. Right, so you're going one each, I am going one a 2-1 win over Aberdeen and the unbeaten record that I brought against Aberdeen will continue. And what's the next game? Yeah, that's all the games Is in the that all the games? That's all the games oh, in yes. the So I thought it was going to be another game in there, but no, and so let's talk about the playoffs. Um, the playoffs. Morton, obviously, but well, let's start, start, start the conversation from the start um, of the playoffs. Um, Martin, ah, a lot of people were thinking they were going to actually like, maybe make the final, but obviously yeah. they didn't. Jim Duffy has done a good job, fantastic job. Do you think he'll move on next season and uh, go to something depend, better? Depend, depends. But it's got, it's got a good wee thing going on with Martin. It depends what kind of club comes in from it, obviously. We don't know if Inverness will keep the manager should they go down. We don't know what will happen with Hamilton if they go down. We don't, same with Muddle if they get dragged back into it, but I don't see that happening. But obviously we need to see. But Yeah, he's so, got a good thing going at Morton. Yes, and so next season in the Championship, um, give me your predictions. Who will, well, as it stands right now, right, as it stands, um, you've got Dundee United, but they're still in the, the Championship, right, obviously they're playing the playoffs, but just say they, they, they fail to get promoted, and you've got Dundee United, Inverness, St Mirren, Morton, who, and Fortin, maybe Falk as well, who do you see uh, getting promotion automatically? Automatically, I'm going to go with the dark horse and say I think St Mirren might win the league. I think what St Mirren have got going on right now, if they can continue that on to next season, I think they could be contenders. I think, I think they could possibly win the title. And I mean, but obviously it depends what Dundee United are doing. Yeah, it's all dependent. Dundee United yeah. and Falkirk, we don't know. If, it... if Dundee United are in the league next season, I would need to go with Dundee United to win the league. But if Dundee United are not in the league, I will go with... Uh, and just say, obviously, Vanessa will be there, and we don't know who will get relegated on whatnot or whatever. I am going to go with a Falker automatic promotion next season. And that's only if they fail to get promoted yeah. this season. But the Hibs, this season, the Championship, they won it quite comfortably. But a lot of Hibs fans were unhappy with the style of football they were playing under Neil Lennon. Yeah. Which I couldn't understand. I'm like, okay, the football might not be great. But you've got promotion and you've got results. They didn't have the Rangers or the Rangers or Hearts there, so I think and Hibs fans were expecting 
a bit more convincing. Like, the amount of money they've got, the, the budget they have dwarfs anyone else in that division. And I think they finished the season with 10 draws, so that's not acceptable. I, th I, think, I think they were expecting teams to be more comfortably beaten, and some teams weren't beaten. <laughs> I mean, I think Air United actually went this uh, two, two games, possibly against them, unbeaten at Easter Road, apart from in the Scottish Cup that they played, so I think they were a bit disappointed in that sense. They've won the title, they're up, so... Yeah, so where do you see, how do you see Hibs do next season in the Premiership? Top six. Top six, maybe even. Top six, I would say. Maybe even top four. Yeah, I would... Th I could see them doing quite well next season. Uh, do you think they'll win a cup? No, I don't think they will. Maybe the League Cup, because I'm not having them get their hands on Aberdeen Scottish Cup <laughs> next season. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> well, we need to save that for next week, the <laughs> Scottish Cup preview. And but John James, a pleasure as always. Yeah. Going to he head off here, and we will be back on, on Thursday, Thursday night, Thursday night to discuss. Oh, exactly, I know we're too good to you guys, man. We're too good to the fans. So we'll be back on Thursday to discuss the Premiership results uh, from Wednesday night, and until Thursday, guys, yeah. take care, and we will see you soon.